Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is Friday, November 19, 2021. Hope you're all doing well. Looking forward to the weekend. Um, and then some. A uh, lot to get into. Obviously a big week, as I mentioned off the top yesterday with, you know, an upcoming boxing uh, match with Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter. College football, some uh, very intriguing matchups coming up, and obviously week 11, you know, with some big time games for the AFC and NFC. Uh, can't wait to see how that all goes down. So, hope you're all uh, having a good day and moving along. I'm gonna get into all my top games of the week and uh, you know, make my picks as well. I know I have not been. Uh, Keeping track with my picks because there's just so many games and records have been up and down. I would just say that I've been up and down with my picks, but for the most part, like you're seeing, obviously a lot of teams just really one week look great and week they look all oh, you know totally out. And um, now last night, week 11 kicked off with the Patriots uh, shutting out the Atlanta, Haw- uh, Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, boy, that game was just a tough one to watch. Um, just because of how how many chances the uh, Falcons had to make it a game, they just squandered each one. Um, but you know, on to Week 11 and some of the top games coming up. Uh, I want to start off with talking about the Green Bay Packers taking the Minnesota Vikings. Packers at eight and two, Minnesota at four and five. A uh, huge game for the Vikings, and you know their chances, obviously, of um, you know, remaining in the playoff picture, you know, no, no doubt the NFC North is going to be the Packers winning it. They've been winning it quite for quite some time now, the last two, three, four years almost. Uh, Vikings really got a big win that they needed last week against the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Now they come home to play a Packers team that definitely, you know, they didn't play their best football last week, but they did just well enough that they, they, you know, they got it done. And we've been seeing this defense of the Packers be slightly better the last few games. It remains to be seen if that will continue, you know, heading into this matchup because we know that with Minnesota and the firepower they have on offense, it will be a lot more challenging, I think. Uh, than what they had against Seattle last week. So, look at the Packers. They obviously want to continue to be in the mix for that top seed and earn that bye, you know, um, you know, coming up. So, there's a lot of implications, a lot of teams that need a big win to you know, get an edge on you know, one of the seeding, and we're going to see if that can happen in this game. Now, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, you know, and this, te- you know, this Vikings team, they've been... Good at times, they've obviously won some games that they, you know, they need to get some. They've lost some that they've actually needed to get as well. Uh, to me, this game between the Packers and Vikings will, will mostly come down to like maybe a couple of you know key defensive players stepping up, guys making plays on the football. You know, the Vikings may need that a lot more than the Packers need it, and, and in terms of like you know making plays happen and and giving their offense a chance. So. We know that Kirk Cousins obviously has been, you know, good at times, and they obviously found a lot of success last week. So now they're keeping it going, heading into this matchup. So 
here are my three keys for the Green Bay Packers in this game. I think first off, the Packers defense has to be able to limit the impact of Justin Jefferson and I'm in this game. We saw Justin Jefferson obviously have a big game last week. He is starting to really emerge as their number one wide receiver. Um, you, know, you know, sometimes he puts up great numbers, sometimes it's kind of in the middle. Uh, but Justin Jefferson is coming in, he's dealing, doing what he has to do overall in this game. Um, but importantly for the Packers, they just really need to do a good job of, one, they've been, you know, shutting down the run, right? So Dalvin Cook obviously has been playing much better since he came back from injury. So they can kind of limit the impact of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and some of the pass catching options for Minnesota. And obviously the Vikings may run the football and the Packers can deal with that as well because they've been pretty good against the run uh, last few weeks considering how they've played. So that's the key, shutting down and keeping uh, Justin Jefferson at bay, not letting too many big pass plays take place in this game. See if Dalvin Cook and that running game is going to be able to give you a fits and really just try to contain that as much as possible. The second key for the Green Bay Packers is you want to see Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, um, you know, Marquez Van Scanley. You want to see some of the Packer wide receivers step up. Obviously, Adams will get a lot of attention, no doubt. But you want to see some of the other wide receivers for the Packers really start to play well. Uh, and they're going to need that production. They're going to need that to really be uh, developed more and more. I mean, obviously, they've had their success here and there with, you know, getting to Randall Cobb or to, you know, Lazar, but they need to make that a priority in this game because there's a lot of spots that uh, you know the Packers can attack this Vikings defense at their corner spot. Um, so if Adams is double covered, or, or you know, uh, you want to be able to find Lazar, you know, go through your reads. So I think Rodgers really needs to make sure to spread the ball out a lot more than he, you know, I mean he's been doing it, but he needs to do it a lot more. I think in this game. Particularly if Devontae Adams is kind of locked up um, with you know safety over the top. Uh, third key for the Packers to win this game is you know Aaron Jones and Ed- Dylan. Both the running backs have been really good for the Packers this season. We know that they are you know a one-two punch and in the backfield and Minnesota. Um, you know considering how they've played and. You know, kind of, you want to kind of counteract what Mike Zimmer might be able to do because we know that Aaron Rodgers had his moments against Mike Zimmer. You know, there's been some games where Rodgers has looked really great against Mike Zimmer's defenses, and sometimes he hasn't looked that great. So it's all about that running game being developed early and often. Uh, you know, gotta stay with the run in this game, try to wear down Minnesota a little bit. You know, try to make them come up and try to defend the run, and then that open up the play action passes and the screens and things like that. So I think the Packers have to uh, try to do that a lot more in this game, you know, in, in order to kind of get an edge early on. You know, I think if they do that, they'll have a good good shot of, of winning this game. Now, as for the Minnesota Vikings, I think the first key is that Kirk Cousins has to play well. Uh, he's, he needs to be, do a good job of making good decisions, good reads. Uh, we know that against the Packers, sometimes he really can make that one or two mistakes sometimes and you don't want to see that in this game you want to see Kirk Cousins play a mistake-free game the way he played last week um, you know getting the ball to the spot that he has to get it to 
and make good decisions, right? You know, you don't want to press too many things in coverage. Um, play the kind of football you can play and really try to attack this Packers defense, challenge their cornerbacks a lot more, um, you know, in man-to-man or one-on-one situations. But you got to be able to do that if you want to be able to beat the Packers. you got to be able to get those big plays, but do so in a way in which you don't turn the ball over. Because when Minnesota turns the ball over, this is the case for any team. You turn the ball over, obviously they put... You know, and you don't want to give too many possessions to Aaron Rodgers. That's also another thing. You know, he may have looked a little bit off last week, but obviously now, you know, kind of back in the flow of things. And even though he's, you know, he didn't practice or anything like that, you still want to make sure that you kind of um, keep him on the sideline. You know, so that's going to be a big key for Minnesota in this game. I think the second key is you want to see Dalvin Cook have a big game. I mean, he's capable of doing that. Uh, he did have a big game last week against the Chargers. You know, give him the ball early and often, ball control with him. You know, but we know that when they run the ball with Dalvin Cook, a lot of good things happen for this Minnesota offense. So you want to be able to keep that going, especially when, um, you know, if the passing game isn't going as well, the Packers are doing a good job of shutting down. You want to run the football and be really good at that. And the third key for Minnesota, uh, their defense has to generate more sacks. Uh, they did make some plays last week, you know, so you want to see their defense really do a good job of uh, making the Packers earn it in the end zone, especially. We know that when the, when the Packers get down the end zone, they really have a high percentage of scoring. As is the Zambi team, but the Packers have been really good in the end zone. Um, so you just want to be able to limit the big plays, keep them in front. you got to tackle after the catch as well, I think, in this game with the Packers. Um, get everything in front and make them convert it and earn it in the end zone. So to me, this game is really going to be one in which I think it will remain close. It will remain tight because I think Minnesota knows what's at stake. You know, their chances, obviously, of trying to get to 500 and you know have a, have a stretch here. I just think at the end, although... I think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers will win this game just because I think they're going to be able to put up a lot more towards the end of this game. They may start slow, uh, but I like the Packers to kind of be even better than they were last week in Seattle. I think they'll come out, be much better uh, as a unit. I think you'll see obviously a little bit um, more emphasis on uh, you know making those plays happen. And I think that Aaron Rodgers will get the best of Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins again in this one. I think it'll be a you know, late score or two that the Packers will put up and they will beat the Minnesota Vikings in this game. Now the next game that I want to get into and talk about um, in week 11 is uh, the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Buffalo Bills. It's obviously a playoff rematch uh, from last year. The difference is that you have Carson Wentz so, you know, in that spot now where the, you know the Colts have obviously worked their way back to being a uh, 500 you know team, and you know this is the game in which they will have to get a lot of great play for their defense, I think, to make it interesting in this one. Now Buffalo is obviously trying to hold off New England, um, so this is obviously a huge game because you look at the standings, and soon enough you'll see the Vikings, sorry, the Vikings, you see the Buffalo Bills and Patriots face off on Monday Night Football in a couple of weeks. So, Buffalo definitely is a, a game here that they need to have. And the same thing for the Colts because, 
you know, the Dodgers are trying to stay faith with the two tight ends in the division. So, you know, look at Carson Wentz, I think in this game particularly, you know, you're on the road in Buffalo. You just want to play a turnover free game, you know, you don't want to make too many mistakes, you want to make make things happen in terms of uh, being competitive enough in this game to give your defense a shot, but also to like score and, and do what you have to do in terms of taking care of business in this game. So the keys for the um, Indianapolis Colts in this one, I think number one, you want Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pitt and Jr. produce. They obviously did learn a lot, a lot from that playoff uh, experience last year. You want to see these guys be on their game, got to produce when, when called upon, give these guys the ball early and often, target them as much as possible. You got to be able to take chances against the Buffalo Bills defense if you want to make things happen. And Carson Wentz and this offensive line uh, with, you know, Taylor and Michael Pittman, they have to be able to produce and get things, you know, happen, make things happen, especially when they're in scoring situations. I think they have to make sure that they, they do that. I think the second key for the Indianapolis Colts is their defense. Uh, they need to get some pressure up front. We've seen some guys for the Colts defense play well, you know, and it's all about continuing that because Josh Allen, you know, obviously has been playing a little bit better at times, and, and he's been, a, you know, good for the most part this season. Yes, there have been some games where he's kind of looked really off, you know, but uh, for the most part, Josh Allen, uh, you know, they're trying to obviously build upon that performance uh, they had last week, so the Colts have to generate more pressure, more sacks, try to limit Stephon Diggs, right? Uh, don't let the Bills get into an offensive rhythm with their, with their passing game. And the third key for the Colts, they need more other wide receivers and tight ends in this one. You know, outside of Michael Pittman, where is the production going to come from? Because Buffalo will take away probably Michael Pittman Jr. at some point. They may try to limit him in some, some aspects. So who is going to step up for the Colts, right? you got some tight ends, you got some running backs, you got some other wide receivers. You got to see those guys kind of make some plays in this game. It's not going to be, you know, all on Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor. You're going to need some other players to step up. Whether it's T.Y. Hilton, who if he does if he does play, you know, that is a, a spot you got to find. You got to be able to use your tight ends. Frank Reich has to call a good game and try to get some of these other wide receivers going in this game. As for the Buffalo Bills and their three keys to victory, I would say the first key for the Buffalo Bills, their defense has to be great in stopping the run and forcing more of Carson Wentz to throw the football. You know, force more pass attempts from Carson Wentz, but don't let Jonathan Taylor run the ball uh, so effectively that, you know, you're on the field for a long period of time. The second key for the Buffalo Bills is that Josh Allen needs to continue to target Stephon Diggs and, you know... Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis. You want to see, uh, you know, Josh Allen be effective, uh, make the right plays, make the right big plays that he did. Um, obviously, it won't be as easy as it was against the Jets last week, but you want to be able to just run the football. Sorry, you know, target the football with Stefan Diggs, right? He had a, a lot of catches last week. You want to spread the ball out. You want to make, move the chains with these wide receivers and, you know, find some chemistry, you know, it's all about consistency with Josh Allen and this offense, right, you know, they obviously didn't look too, 
good two weeks ago. They found some way to look better last week, but this is obviously more of a quality opponent, so you want to be able to do a good job of continuing to find your wide receivers and your your, your, your you know your other options in terms of tight ends and other receivers with Emmanuel Sanders as well. And the third key for the Buffalo Bills, the running game has to be more of a focus. I mean, it was well, you know, it was pretty good last week, but obviously can they keep it up? And the Buffalo Bills running game has always been one of those things where it's hot one week and it's cold one week. And that's for a lot of teams. But the Buffalo Bills, you know, obviously they want to be a team that can play complimentary football, right? So it can't be all on Josh Allen, even though, you know, he's obviously talented and he has that contract. You want to see the running game be a factor with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary and Matt Breida. So you really have to do a good job of being able to run the football in this game, especially if it's you know cold weather and things like that. You gotta run the football, find success in that aspect, and don't go away from, away from the running game at all. Build upon what you did last week and try to make that more of a a focus in terms of how you want to play and. Obviously, giving your offense some breaks here and there in terms of like what they do when they drop back. So the running game has to be a priority for the Buffalo Bills. So last year's game in the postseason was a close one between both teams. Obviously, the Colts, uh, you know, had a, a chance at it at the end of the game with a hail mary, which fell short. You know, this game will be a close one, I think, just because you know the Colts and how they are playing, what's at stake in terms of the playoff race. It will be, a, I think, it'll be a tight game. Uh, I don't think that Josh Allen is going to be able to, you know, put away this game early or anything like like that. But it will be a game in which Carson Wentz and you know Josh Allen, one of these two, will definitely have to make a lot of big plays in this game, and also come down to who makes, who makes a mistake. And Carson Wentz against against this cold, you know, against this Buffalo Bills defense, I think that it's going to be a challenge for Carson Wentz in this game. I. Th- will play well, but I need Carson Wentz to make that throw. I think he'll miss some throws. I think the Bills will win this game. Um, but I think the Bills, just knowing what's at stake and how you know the Patriots have been looking so far and on this on their on their win streak, Buffalo Bills are going to I think play like a team that knows that they have to keep you know keep the gas on the foot pedal you know and and win. So I think they will get it done. Um, you know, I think their defense will make some plays on Carson Wentz in this offense, and I think that uh, the Bills will uh, will win and continue to remain on par with the Patriots ahead of their you know coming matchup in, in a week or so on Monday Night Football. So in this next segment, I want to continue with my previews of the top games in Week 11. So the next up is the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams are 5-4. and four. A huge battle in terms of AFC playoff picture and wildcard race. You know, you have Joe Burrow, Derek Carr head-to-head. And looking at how this game may or may, you know, may go, you know, it may come down to one of these quarterbacks making the last play in the game to win. You know, it could come down to that, no doubt, depending on how things develop. Um, but both teams definitely searching for a win. 
you know, having a couple of losing streaks. Obviously, the Bengals obviously had a bye week to get things right. Raiders are kind of finding themselves a little bit, losing the last two games. So, both teams are at a crucial point in the AFC playoff picture, trying to keep pace with some of the other teams that are there. Um, so, you look at both defenses, they both have to bounce back and, you know, make it a very contested and tough game overall. So, the keys for the Cincinnati Bengals, I think the first thing, protect the football and convert on third down in this game. You know, the O-line of the Cincinnati Bengals has to play much better. They weren't, you know, against the Browns, you know, a week ago or so. Offensive line has to be able to play well from start to finish, protect the football, convert on third down. Very important for Joe Burrow. The second key for the Bengals, you want to see Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzma, and Joe Mixon all produce and be targeted in this game as much as possible. You know, obviously the Raiders defensively are struggling a little bit. Get after them with your best weapons, not only in the receiving game, but the running game. Uh, you want to see all these guys, in, you know, with Higgins and Chase and Uzma be a factor, especially early and often and when they are in the end zone. Uh, you got to get these guys the ball and make it happen. If you're Zach Taylor and the play calling, scheme these guys open, you know. But it's all about these guys producing, especially Joe Mixon producing when he gets a chance to touch, touch the football on this one. And the third key, I would say, for the Cincinnati Bengals is their defense needs more from Trey Hendrickson. They have to be able to defend the big plays. Obviously, they got run over, you know, by Cleveland and beat in a lot of areas. So they have to limit the big plays. Uh, get more from their pass rush in this game and try to make it difficult for Derek Carr to find any kind of rhythm early on, and especially Josh Jacobs as well in that backfield with Kenny and Drake. The keys for the Las Vegas Raiders, I think, first thing is they got off to a fast start. They have really started slow during these last two losses. Go more up tempo on offense and execute. You want to see the Raiders get a little bit more no huddle. You know, play faster, play a little bit more with speed, uh, but get up to the line, run plays, and try to go up tempo against this Bengals defense. It will lead to some good things potentially uh, for Darren Waller and that offense. The second key for the Las Vegas Raiders is you want to see more of Josh Jacobs and Kenny and Drake. Drake obviously had a great season last year, hasn't been the same this year. He and Jacobs both have to be effective and Producing in the running game, you know, helping Derek Carr in terms of you know getting more manageable third downs. You don't want to be in a long third down situation in this game every single time. So you gotta see more Jacobs and Drake show in this game and play like it as well. The third key for the Raiders is that their defense has to have more effort, especially in the secondary and up front. If they had no sacks last week cannot continue in this game. They have to get a lot from their pass rush, but you know, Yannick Nagakwe and Crosby attack the Bengals offensive line, get after get after Joe Burrow, make things happen in that aspect if you want to be able to play better and give your quarterback a chance in this game. So looking at it, I mean, it will be a game that will be close. I don't think both teams are, you know, very similar in how they obviously run their offenses a little bit. I think I just trust the Bengals to win this game a little bit more because I think they have more better weapons at offense. And I think that Joe Burrow, obviously not, not playing his best the last couple of weeks, I think he will bounce back. I think this Bengals team will bounce back and play like it. Uh, I think because they really want to obviously 
continue to win and maybe keep Zach Taylor there as head coach. But not only that, they just had a little more time, and I think that they're a little more prepared offensively down the stretch to take advantage of some matchups that the Raiders may not be able to take advantage of with their personnel and how they've looked recently. Now the next matchup that I want to talk about um, is a big one, and that is Dallas Cowboys seven and two, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs six and four. You got Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes squaring off. Offensively, both teams have so much firepower that it could be a high-scoring game and a back-and-forth game. Um, although it's, it's going to really come down to Andy Reid and Mike McCarthy and which coach is really more aggressive in some situations, in my view, in this game. And that might be, be the deciding factor in this one. So the keys for the Dallas Cowboys in this one, I think first thing, Dak Prescott needs to be really timely in targeting C.D. Lamb, Cooper, um, Obviously, he's got to be able to good, be good against Steve Spagnuolo and what he may try to blitz and bring in terms of d- different different looks. So you want to see Prescott be effective in finding these two down the field, but also making sure that he you know takes his reads and also finds the one in coverage as well to you know get yards and pick up you know first downs. The second key for Dallas is they have to keep Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Under wraps, you know, keep them in coverage. Force Mahomes to improvise more under his dropbacks and make plays on the football, right? Mahomes obviously has played a little bit better uh, the last few weeks. Obviously, he played well last week. But the key with Dallas is just, you know, making plays on the football, not letting Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, you know, make that much impact as much. Try to make him improvise and hold the ball a little more longer in the second, you know, in, in the pocket and get to him with the pass rush. And the third key for Dallas, I would say, is that they need Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott to be solid in the running game, yards after contact, run the football. You know, obviously that environment and stuff that should be loud and everything. You want to just play good football, complimentary football, run the football, try to give more touches to Ezekiel Elliott, and, you know, and keep that essential part of your offense. If you can't find any success early with the passing game, definitely on the running game a lot more. As for the Kansas City Chiefs in this one, I would say that Mahomes just has to be first has to be very efficient in making the right plays and the right reads. You know, don't don't force the ball too much and make the right decisions. I think that is definitely important for Patrick Mahomes in terms of his play style and how he wants to play. You know, you want to just keep it nice and relatively easy the way you've been doing it the last few weeks, especially how they did it last week. You know, you want to just kind of go back to that, but be careful in doing so against this. Dallas defense that obviously Trevon Diggs will be looking to continue to be an impact player for that defense along with Mikai Parsons. The second key for the Chiefs, I would say their defense has to make Dak Prescott and this offense earn it. Uh, you know, let, let, make them go get it overall. You know, don't let them get on top of their matchups. You know, obviously Dallas may take some shots, you know, down the field, across the middle. You want to see Tyron Matthew be really good in that the defensive secondary, do a good job of just limiting plays, you know, being timely on their blitzes and pressures, and trying to throw off the timing between Dak and his receivers in this game. And the third key for the Chiefs, more of Daryl Williams and Derek Gore uh, and Jeremy you know, McKinney in the running game. The Chiefs have been playing some good running. You know, they've ran the ball extremely well the last few weeks. You want to keep that going. You know, try to control time possession keep Dallas's defense weared out as much as possible 
Um, so definitely lean on the running game. Don't go away from it, even if you fall behind. So this is going to be a great game, I think, between both teams. Obviously, Dallas has been talked about as one of the best teams in the NFC. The Chiefs, obviously, are trying to remain on top of their division. It is going to be a tight game. I don't think you'll see you'll see plenty of offense, I think, in this game. Um, what it comes down to, although I think in this game will be more of, you know, can Patrick Mahomes continue to play well and do what he did last week? Dak Prescott, you know, can they avoid getting off to a you know, slow start and putting away, you know, you know, finishing drives? And I think that in this game, it will be back and forth, but I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes at home. I think he will find a way to get it done either on a late drive or a late score. I think you'll see the Cowboys give the Chiefs a lot of trouble in some areas, but I think the Chiefs can make a comeback in this one, and I think they win it on a late score with Patrick Mahomes' ability to get them in position to win it. And I think that this time around, Patrick Mahomes will beat Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys will drop to 7-3. Uh, and three. Now the final game that I want to talk about is between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the LA Chargers. Steelers coming in at 5-3 and 1. Chargers at 5 and 4. It is also a big game in terms of you know AFC uh, playoff picture standings. Big Ben I think will be playing this game. All signs seem to be indicating he'll play this game. Um, I think the Chiefs I mean not the Chiefs. The Steelers definitely will Steelers will definitely need him I think in this game because they obviously have had a tough time last week of putting away the Lions albeit uh, ending in a tie so it's really going to come down to really good play from um, you know both teams obviously both defenses are going to have to step up you know dealing with a couple of injuries here and there you want to see just a good offense uh, you, know, you want to see good offense and also good defensive plays you know both teams have the ability to be good defensively although Brandon Staley needs more from his defense I think in this one to be to win this game and Herbert obviously has to be much better uh, in the second half of these games so the keys for the Pittsburgh Steelers I think first you want to give you know Najee Harris the ball a lot in this game feed him the ball you know either in the passing game the receiving game running game but make Harris a huge emphasis on of your offense in this one Chargers have struggled a little bit with the run uh, so you want to keep Harris going feed him the ball let him really make plays for you because he's really a powerful runner and smooth. He's been playing very well this season for the Steelers. The second key, I think, for Pittsburgh is their defense. It has to get after Herbert, uh, try to disrupt his timing as much as possible, uh, and don't let their secondary, you know, don't get beat by those big plays with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. That's a huge thing. And the third key for the Steelers, you want more from Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and this one, Eric Ebron. You know, this is the time of year where the Steelers are going to need their offensive weapons to step up. And I think Claypool has to be right at the front of that. As for the LA Chargers, um, Herbert has to be really efficient in terms of, you know, just making the right throws and making the right decisions this game. You know, obviously finding Mike Williams more is a priority, I think, for the Chargers and how they want to run their, run their offense. So be efficient. And be efficient when you need the most in the second half with Justin Herbert. That is a huge key for him in this game. The second key for the Chargers, their defense needs to get more stops and force turnovers. They have not been doing that as well lately. Get back to doing that and playing good football and, and making things happen in the secondary. And the third key, as I mentioned, you want to see more of Mike Williams, Jared Cook, 
Austin Eckler. You know, they obviously have to be featured in this game. They're at home. It's a big-time game. Play like it. Produce in the end zone. Put up points the way that you put up it earlier in the season and, and get back on track and, and win this game. So I'll pick the Chargers to win this one just because I think that at this point, the Chargers, where they're playing, they need a win in a, in a really bad way. I think the Steelers need it too, but I think Herbert is going to bounce back. Prime time stage. I think he will deliver this time and play a good game, and he'll get the Chargers back on track in the AFC West and going forward. So that's some other Week 11 picks. Uh, I'm going to go with Carolina over Washington, Baltimore over Chicago. I got the Jets over the Miami Dolphins, although that's a little bit of a stretch, but I'll take the Jets at home over the Miami Dolphins. I'm taking Cleveland over to Detroit. Uh, I got the 49ers over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, I got the Saints over Philadelphia, even though that's a tough one to pick. Uh, I got Tennessee beating Houston. I got Seattle beating Arizona in Seattle. Um, and I'm picking the Giants against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know people are going to say it's a stretch. It's Tom Brady at home after two game losing streak. I'm just going to go <laughs> with my gut. Say the Giants come off the bye week and find a way to beat Tampa uh, somehow, some way. Um, even if they don't, it will be a closer game, hopefully, and at least it'll be something that worth to talk about maybe next week. There are my picks, my games of the week. Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoys those games, gets you know a chance to check them out. Also, you know, you know, keep an eye on the college football stuff. You know, the fight coming up between Crawford and Porter should be a good weekend overall with a lot of things to look forward to. So, see you guys on Monday. Next week will be a little bit of a short week. Uh, for everybody including me so we'll be previewing a lot of games early and often next week of week 12 of the nfl 21 season